When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. One. Getting it this morning at 5.07. Good morning. There's Elaine, there's Jimmy, there's Don, and your phone line is 210-599-5555, 210-599-5555. We cover the headlines of the day. I tell you what I think, and I listen to you tell me what you think about the news of the day. 210-599-5555. Well, last week it was Hayes County announcing multiple fentanyl deaths because of Biden's open border. And now Floresville, Floresville, seeing an increase in fentanyl overdose deaths. Sergeant George Ortiz, Floresville PD, saying it's here. It's happening in Floresville, San Antonio Poth. It can happen anywhere. In Floresville, fentanyl has been laced with other drugs like meth and heroin and Xanax. See, that's what is particularly evil about this, right? Is that kids are buying what they think is a Xanax pill from somebody else at school. But it's not a Xanax pill. It's fentanyl. Merely touching or breathing in fentanyl can cause an overdose. We just want the public to understand or parents to understand that they need to keep an eye on their children and make sure that, you know, whatever they're taking is prescribed or if somebody is trying to give them something that they're aware of, this could be a dangerous drug. Well, I'll add to it, uh, fatal. It's going to continue, folks, until Joe Biden decides to control the border, and he has decided to abdicate responsibility at the border and not control the border. So the fentanyl that is flowing in from the cartels south of the border will continue to flow in, and they are making it more appealing to our children in the ways that we've described before by making it look like sweet tarts and Skittles and stuff like that, but also they are making it uh, indetectable undetectable because they are lacing xanax or hydrocodone with it and the kids take it to school and sell it to other kids and we had the story yesterday of the teacher who just merely breathed it in while he was dealing with a 13 year old at a middle school who brought in 150 or so pills he breathed in the the fentanyl and collapsed od'd and they had to give him narcan and take him to the hospital this is what we're dealing with, folks, because of Joe Biden, Democrats' open border. I'm just telling you the way it is straight up. If you stop the uh, incentivizing people from coming here, and if you were to control the border, then you'd be able to control in a better way. You can't get rid of all of it. You're not going to be able to eradicate it completely and totally. So you're still going to have to have conversations with the kiddos about the dangers of what's out there on the streets. But but if if we had an administration, if we had somebody other than democrats in charge this is again you know the hunt for red november remember in november how important this is to control this out of control crazy old man who is in the presidency and i'm telling you that's the that's the way he is he's an out of control crazy old man he was screaming and spitting all over the place yesterday at logan international airport uh, talking about how much america sucks now, now, first, he was at half of America as a danger to our democracy. Now the whole country sucks. I'll tell you more about that coming up. But back to the border for a second, a story that we have been relaying to you over weeks now, and I, I just wanted to get you an update. They continue to beg for refrigerated trucks to store the drowned illegal immigrants. According to a fire chief down there in Eagle Pass, that's Manuel Melo Third, Talking to Fox News, the chief says there's so many bodies that are being recovered, that morticians are begging for assistance. We are loaning them refrigerated trucks to store all of those bodies. They're running out of refrigerated trucks because there are so many bodies that need to be stored down along Eagle Pass in the, in the Rio Grande. Mello said that the four ambulances get overwhelmed every single day. They can't take care of the issues that they have there in Eagle Pass. If somebody has a car crash or somebody has a heart attack or chokes on meat at dinner or whatever, they can't get an ambulance to them because ambulances are overwhelmed with all the illegal immigrants. This is in the United States, folks. This is the pressure of not having a controlled border. Mello saying, I have never seen so many drownings like we're seeing right now. When I started, we used to have 12 a year. Now we're doing one a day, 30 a month. 
And we've had weekends where we've had a dozen drown coming across the river. And our agents are risking their lives to save the Biden Democrat illegal immigrants who are coming across the border. And again, they're begging for new refrigerated trucks and more refrigerated trucks to be sent down there. The, the administration could care less. They really don't care about what's happening at the border. And that's why the move by Governor Greg Abbott has been a stroke of genius, because it is at the very least shedding light on what we have been dealing with in South Texas now for years. In fact, to the point where the lead story from Don this morning about the Illinois mayor up there, Elk Grove, Mayor Craig Johnson, telling Fox News Digital that he received a phone call from the governor's office, that's Pritzker's office, Governor Pritzker in Illinois, informing him that a migrant bus would be arriving at his town in just a few hours. Short notice like that. And when Johnson pressed the governor's office for all the details about how many illegal immigrants are coming and what hotel and all those kind of things, well, the governor's office up there didn't have any details. And when asked if the illegal immigrants had gone through health screenings, background checks, and all that, the governor's office said, no, we don't have any idea. We don't have that information. We don't have that information. So, I mean, we've talked about the spike in things like polio in New York and other diseases elsewhere. I believe that you're going to continue to see those types of spikes as long as the border is not controlled. If the border is left wide open and they're not doing health screenings as people are coming across the border to be released throughout the United States. And by the way, just a quick side note about this, and we've talked about this before, but I wanted to make sure that we, we mention this again. Uh, Joe Biden is once again demanding billions of dollars from you and me to pay for more buses and more aeroplanes to fly illegal immigrants under the radar all over the country. So while Lori Lightfoot is screaming about what uh, Greg Abbott is doing and, and, and Eric uh, Adams up in New York and, and Mario Bowser in D.C. and whatever, they're screaming about it, and they've been jumping up and down about what Greg Abbott is doing. Joe Biden has been doing it since he got into office. He's been flying these people, these illegal immigrants, to these cities since he got into office. So, you know, they're, they're all playing politics. All of those people in the Democrat Party are playing politics with this, screaming about Greg Abbott. And they've known darn well since Joe Biden got in office that he was bussing them and flying them into those places. San Antonio, Texas, is their, is their a staging point, getting all the help in the world from local officials here because they want to kiss administrations, but because they want to be a part of this administration. And so they're doing everything they can to kiss the butt of people in Washington, D.C., and we are the place. All the illegals come here, they go over to San Pedro, and then they're taken to the airport or to the bus station and shipped off, and you, you are paying the entire tab for all of this. Now back to Illinois. When asked if um, the background checks have been done, health screenings, the uh, immigrants, he said, the, the uh, mayor of uh, Elk Grove said, the immigrants are not getting off the bus until I have health screening information. I'm sworn to protect the health, safety, and welfare of this community. So he made them stay on the bus. Thank God for a guy like him. Great move. He said, until those questions are answered, I will not allow them to get off the bus here in Elk Grove. And, of course, the officials said, well, it's not our doing. It's Governor Greg Abbott's doing. Yeah, okay. Remember I told you yesterday that Lori Lightfoot has been bussing them out of Chicago I did a little digging, and I found out why. Are you ready? Why she's busting out. As soon as they get to Chicago from Texas, she sends them out to other cities around the area, kind of like send them off to uh, places like Floresville and Pearsall and San Marcos and New Braunfels. You know, she's getting them out of Chicago as quickly as possible. Why? The Chicago Marathon is coming up. October 9th. She doesn't want those ugly old people on the streets of Chicago in the Chicago Marathon. She wants them out of sight and out of mind. That's a sanctuary city. Proud to be called a sanctuary city. And these ugly old people that are coming across the border, she doesn't want them laying in the streets around her town. She doesn't want them there on the sidewalks and mucking up everything when the when the marathon, the Chicago Marathon, gets there in just a few weeks. So she's putting them on buses and getting them out of Chicago as quickly as possible. How's that for a sanctuary city? Did you hear that on ABC? No, nah, you didn't. Of course not. Anyway, uh, Joe Biden Democrats are continuing to demand more of your money to bus and fly the illegal aliens all over the U.S. 
They're demanding that you pay billions more as he resettles America with the illegal aliens. And he plans, uh, we hear, he plans to completely open all entry points after the midterms. Uh, leading up to the midterms, they have to, you know, kind of lay low and play cool. But the actions that he's already announced on gun control, the abortion actions that they've already announced after the midterms, and now all points of entry are just going to become a checkpoint after the midterms if if the Democrats retain control and power in D.C. So what do you think? 210-599-5555. Back in a minute. Trey Ware, KTSA. KTSA and FM 1071. All right. From around the horn of the news this morning, some of the headlines that are making news. And, of course, the phones are always open. 210-599-5555. On this day in history, September 13th, 1857, milk chocolate magnet Milton Hershey was born in Pennsylvania, of course. And he got his whole town and everything else named after him now. Uh, Queen Elizabeth's uh, hearse was customized for her, made specifically for her. There's now complaints. People are starting to complain about a sign that was on the side of the hearse as an advertisement. Like a NASCAR. <laughs> the hearse is driving along, got a NASCAR sign on the side of it. What did it say, Budweiser? I don't know. Anyway. 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 Uh, Geno Smith spoils Russell Wilson's return to Seattle. Seahawks upset the Broncos and men in a football last night. Who cares? Don't really care. Doesn't matter. Uh, whatever. Dallas Cowboys are out of it. I, I, I did see a meme yesterday. Now, I know Cowboy fans like myself. Don't get too upset about this meme. But it was the Cowboy star, you know, the single star. And it said, <laughs> this is not a logo. It's a rating. <laughs> it's true. It's not a logo. It's a rating. That's exactly what it is. All right. Also, John Lennon's killer, Mark David Chapman, uh, denied parole for the 12th time. And I, I just saw this a little while ago, and I haven't had a time to thoroughly check it out, but KABB reporting that Lowry Mays died at uh, 87. Did we have that We had that story? So founder and, and uh, CEO of Clear Channel, uh, Lowry Mays, he uh, started actually the San Antonio Broadcasting Company in 1972 after getting out of A&M, Texas A&M, and got involved with uh, Red McCombs, and he and Red backed the, what was clearly to be the mm-hmm. largest broadcaster in American history, uh, at one time, they had, in the 1990s, 1,200 radio stations, 41 television stations, and 750,000 billboards. Well, that's why it's the Lowry May School of Business at A&M. That's what it that, is. That dude knows business. Well, it, it's there, there's one here, too, right? Is it, 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 there's one sure. up there, but there is one here, too, the Lowry May School of Business here. They, Much like there's the Red McComb School of Business up at UT. Oh, those two guys. Yeah. Just the Minnesota Vikings purchase for Red was genius. Yeah. That made him like $200 million in eight years or something right yeah those two guys smart smart sharp tax so uh, he had been ill for several years he had a stroke several years ago and lowry mays dead at the age of uh, 87 so prayers for the uh, for the mays family well the biden democrats have a plan to intervene in the midterms well of course they do this is not a shock it's based on an eo that he signed last year to bring more federal control down on elections. They couldn't pass the bill. You remember the whole Bull Connor speech, all that stuff where he said, if you don't support my election, you're Bull Connor, you racist. Remember all that? Yeah. Well, uh, now he just signed an, uh, you know, an executive order last year, and they have been, since last year, meeting with far-left groups such as BLM to devise the plan on how they're going to intervene in the midterm elections. You see, the Biden Democrats can't win on the issues, Right. They refuse to run on the economy and inflation. They refuse to run on the Biden-engineered energy crisis that affects all of us and the cost of our food. They refuse to run on open borders with fentanyl coming across the border, killing our kids in places like Floresville and Hayes County. They refuse to run on that. They can't run on the soaring crime problem in America. No way, because people are being attacked, and they're afraid to go outside of their homes. Big story in the media this morning. People in Portland are actually locking themselves up in their homes, basically turning the streets over to the criminals because they're afraid to step outside for the fear of being attacked with the soaring crime in Biden Democrat America. Rampant drug deaths killing our youth. More than 100,000 so far this year alone 
dead from the drugs flowing across the border. And then, of course, the one about working Americans that are forced to pay loans for wealthy Democrat liberals. And now we're finding out something interesting about this, a little, a little wrinkle in that whole student forgiveness thing, and it's not forgiveness. I already told you the American Tax Federation found out that you're going to be responsible for $2,500 the first year, and then as it goes on, because it's going to be renewed every year, the price is going to go up. But the first year, this year, you're going to owe $2,500 to pay those student debts. Guess what? Those that get their debts, quote, forgiven or transferred onto you, they won't have to pay income tax on that. Now, every other debt forgiveness program, every other debt is considered to be an income, and they have to pay taxes on that. But this one, student loans are forgiven and no taxes expected through 2025. So not only do they not have to pay their obligation, their debt obligation, they won't have to pay any taxes you will. <laughs> You'll have to pay the taxes. Now, the Biden Democrats cannot run on that. So they know that they can't run on their agenda, so they're going to have to get behind the scenes and mess around with it. Uh, if you want to do a little investigation, just look at what Obama and Holder have been doing. They basically created a voters, uh, voting army, and they have been meeting at Martha's Vineyard in secret with these folks to instruct them how to intervene in our elections. And that is the plan. If this is no conspiracy theory stuff, it's out there. If you want to study it yourself, you can Google it and look it up for yourself. You know, you don't have to go on the dark side of the web or follow Alex Jones and anybody. You don't have to do that. This stuff is reality. What we used to think was all conspiracy tinfoil hat stuff is actually now a reality in our lives. Now, the New York Times, yesterday, their chief political analyst admitted the 2022 midterms may be another massive miss for the polling industry. Democrats have been surging in polls in several key battleground states recently, but yesterday the New York Times put out an article, yes, the polling warning signs are flashing again. According to their chief political analyst, Nate Cohn, he says, yeah, eras in data collection that vastly overstated Democrat support in 2020 are cropping up again in recent polling, meaning that Democrats may not be as strong as the polls indicate. Well, the polls are lying to you. <laughs> it's, it's by design in order to get you to stay home, that it's useless, it's hopeless, we can't win this thing, Republicans just stay home. That's what the polls are doing. The polls are intervening in, in the elections as well. And the New York Times says, yeah, it looks like 2020 all over again where, you know, we had all these great numbers for Democrats and it turned out to be not so great for them. Uh, they continue to attack their political opponent. They have collected now, talk about the Department of Justice. They've gone over and seized the phones of top Trump advisors and issued subpoenas to others. We're going to tell you more about that when we come back and take your calls at 210-599-5555. And the Transec Buttigieg says we need to move in the direction of electronic vehicles. So what does that mean? What is his plan for that? We'll talk about that when we get back as well. Trey Ware, KTSA. Let's get it. Come on. You ready for a good day? Hmm? It's really going to be good. Weather's gonna be fantastic, baby. That's right. 537, Trey Ware, KTSA, the Ware page at KTSA.com. That's where you can hear the podcast of the show anytime, day, night, weekends, holidays, wherever you are, wherever you be. You can listen to KTSA.com, Ware page, and that's where the podcast is. You don't have to miss a minute of any of this. Really inspiring stuff we do here. 210-599-5555. 210-599-5555. And I am in debt to Elaine and to Jimmy and to and to Don, of course, for their great work on this show as well. So Golden State superstar Steph Curry says Donald Trump is a real threat. Steph Curry says that Trump's rhetoric is divisive and dangerous. And that he should not be allowed to run in the 2024 election. Because his rhetoric is divisive and dangerous to America. He didn't say a word, not one word, about Joe Biden two weeks ago outside of Freedom Hall in Philadelphia calling half the country fascists, calling half the country a threat. 
saying he was going to use F-15s with Hellfire missiles on half the country? Steph Curry didn't see that speech, guaranteed. No, he didn't see that speech. No way. And if he did, he's not going to talk about it. He's not going to mention it. When, when When you hear me talk about how these guys play these games, this is how they play those games. This is what they do. Because people will hear that. The, the, you know, the uneducated, uninformed will hear Steph Curry saying, Yeah, man, Steph says he's got to be true, man. Because Steph said it. He's got to be true. But the fact of the matter is we have a current president two weeks ago called half of the country a threat to the nation. Why? Because they disagree with him. Why? Because they don't vote for him. Why? Because they have a political leaning that is not in line with his political leaning. Now, folks, I've mentioned this several times before, and I went through it in the 6 o'clock hour yesterday. I'll go through it briefly again here now. When you see that these countries lock up people for speaking against the power and authority, the, the one that is the ruling class, when you see, well, like the young woman who held up the sign saying, you know, uh, get rid of the monarchy, yeah, at the funeral the other day, or when the when the uh, when King Charles III was going in, and she held up a sign, disband the monarchy. She was arrested for holding up that sign. And you have teachers in Hong Kong that are going to spend two plus years, probably more like ten to twenty, in prison in Hong Kong because they wrote books that the state said are in opposition to the state's controlling authority. That's what the state said. So how do you get to a place like that? Well, it starts out by demonizing your opposition. You start out by demonizing the people that you disagree with. You have celebrity figures like Steph Curry say, yeah, you know, the opposition and what they say, their rhetoric. Remember, he wasn't talking about Trump's policies. He said Trump's rhetoric, his words are divisive and dangerous. So... He should be ostracized, and his followers should be ostracized. This is how it begins. It begins with demonizing your opponent. You know, Hitler did it in the 1930s in Germany. Uh, you know, it was his, and he got a lot of people to follow him and to back him. The uneducated and the uninformed backed him in Germany. Stalin did it in the Soviet Union, leading into the Soviet Union times. Mao did it. And Mao actually got to the point where he just killed millions upon millions of his followers or, or, or the people who wouldn't follow him, the opposition. And so this is how it begins. It begins with the rhetoric against those who disagree with you. We can't have disagreement to the ruling class. We can't have disagreement with those who are in power. And if you disagree with those who are in power, well, you are the threat to the country. You're a threat to the nation. And, of course, everybody realizes, because we all want a united country, we all want to be the United States of America, then everybody realizes the threat has to be removed. And it's removed in different ways. In these other countries, they either arrest them or they are, in China, many times just what's called disappeared, where the the people who speak out against those who are in power, they just disappear. They just fall off the face of the earth, and you never see or hear from them again. Obviously, they're dead or they're serving in a camp somewhere. And, and that's the kind, this is the way it always starts. If you go back and study your history, this is how it starts. And Steph Curry is playing right into that, playing right into what Joe Biden had to say. This is destroy your opponent at all costs. Again, this is not some, you know, dark web uh, conspiracy theory stuff. This is real world. This is real life. This is happening in America and the United States today. Yesterday, yesterday from the news, the Department of Justice seized the phones of top Trump advisors and issued subpoenas to 40 people associated with President Trump. The New York Times reporting the new moves by the DOJ, Department of Justice, Merrick Garland being ordered by Joe Biden's administration, of course, Biden Democrats, calling it the most aggressive steps the department has taken thus far in investigation of a political opponent. So, I mean, they're not even hiding this anymore. This is about destroying, totally destroying, a political opponent. Trump right now is facing several criminal investigations. 
the investigation into his handling of the classified documents down at, at Mar-a-Lago that they say he mishandled, that they're claiming he mishandled, a separate, uh, a separate federal grand jury uh, is looking into the investigation of Trump's Save America Political Action Committee. Oh, he was misusing that money. And he's also facing criminal investigation related to his business dealings in New York and a criminal investigation in Georgia over alleged efforts to overturn the results of the 2020 election. In other words, they are investigating everything that Trump does or says. And remember all the great billboards and the memes on social media that have come up. It's Donald Trump sitting there saying that they're not after me, they're after you. I'm just in the way. And they are going to destroy him however they can. But the point is getting to you if you are in opposition to what the ruling powers and authority in the United States believe. Uh, if you vote in opposition to them, if you say things in opposition to them, you are the ultimate target. That's the bottom line. We'll take a quick break. When we come back, traffic and AccuWeather coming up. And Pete Buttigieg, the transsec, is talking about moving toward electric vehicles. I want to tell you what his plan is when we come back. And a new dollar figure is coming out. And the new dollar figure has to do with how much you owe, uh, we as a country owe. And we'll talk about that coming up as well. I want to tell you about my friend, Dr. Mark Havercorn, River City Oral Surgery. RiverCityOMS.com is where you can find the website. And on that website, you're going to find what his prices are for the various things that he does there, like wisdom teeth removal, extraction of bad teeth, you know, putting in implants. Uh, maybe it's one or two implants and might be all on fours, uppers and lowers. They can do it all at River City Oral Surgery. He's a dentist, and he's a medical doctor. He's a medical doctor that does uh, transplant work, you know, getting patients ready for transplants. He does all kinds of stuff where that's concerned. He does major facial surgery, does clefts and stuff like that, and the really phenomenal work the man does. I've seen his work. And I can tell you, top of the line, first class all the way, and the bottom line is you know what you're going to pay when you're dealing with him because it's right there on the website at rivercityoms.com. And you don't need a referral. That's also great about River City Oral Surgery and Dr. Mark Havercorn. You can simply call up and make your own appointment to see him yourself. River City Oral Surgery, 210-778-0002. Of the Stevens Roofing Newsmaker Hotline. Hey, it's 552. Let's go. Let's go. This stuff sounds good. That's right on target, man. Right on it. That's where to start your day. Go get me in the car. Listen to the cars. All right. So uh, 210-599-5555 is the number. Um, in just a minute, I want to talk a little bit about Sarah Spivey over at KSAT, a story that's out about her that I saw. And uh, I, I hope she can come on and be with us here on the show to talk about this very important issue. So I want to bring that up, and I want to address an email here that I just received about Biden and the border, and I'm going to address that in a second. Let me get to Ann first. Ann, you're on KTSA. Good morning to you. Thanks for the call. Okay. Good morning, Trey. Um, I think we all you'll know what I'm talking about. Uh, I think all of us individually are now in the midst of, say, of uh, making decisions. Um, this says Sadrach, Misak, and Benigo did. Are we going to stay true to God, or are we going to bow down to this regime? Well, I'm not going to bow down to them, that's for sure. Thank you, Ann. I appreciate it. i got to jump and run because I'm a little short on time, but I'm with you. I'm not going to bow down to the, to the regime. I bow down to one individual, and his name is Jesus Christ, and I will not bow down to a regime that's in, in charge and in power, and I don't care what side of the political spectrum they're on. But thank you. I appreciate it. So here's an email. Trey, why do you keep saying that Joe Biden is doing this, talking about the border? Do you really think that Joe has a clue as to what's going on? You people in the media need to start blaming the administration. The people behind Joe are the people running the show. Uninformed people will think that if we get Joe out of there, everything will start going back to normal. And you know that is not true. It's the deep state running the show, no matter who sits in the White House, just saying, uh, Trey, God bless you. Um, listen, I agree with you. Okay, but first of all, Joe is ultimately responsible because he is the president of the United States. It's called the Biden administration. 
That's what we always call these administrations. Yes, there is a deep state. If you've listened to me any length of time, you've heard me talk about the iceberg that took down this Titanic. Very little of it was above the waterline. Everything else is under the waterline. So very little of it is visible, and the same is true in our politics and the political system. Very little of it is what you see, those that are running for office and those who are secretaries and those who are in different places. Everything else is being run underneath the waterline. And people like Ron Klain, and I happen to believe that Barack Obama and Susan Rice and Michelle Obama and Valerie Jarrett are very heavily involved in running the United States of America because there's evidence that they're doing it the way that he, you know, his plans, the Obama plans for many, many years. However, I'm not going to absolve Joe Biden for in, any responsibility from this. Uh, Joe Biden's name is going to be attached to everything this, is, this administration does as well. Uh, because Joe Biden deserves to have his name attached to this because he's going along with it. Whether he's actually in power, whether he's actually making the calls on any of this stuff, and I don't believe he is, but his name and he supports it 100%. Just like I say all the Democrats support it 100% because they all vote with him 100%. They all agree with him 100%. And so all the Democrats need to be run out of out of D.C. because they are the ones that are bringing our country to its knees. So it's not... Joe Biden by himself. It's not the administration by himself. It's all the Democrats in Congress as well. And that's the bottom line. And I say that over and over again on the show. Maybe you just haven't heard me say that, and that's understandable because I understand people come and go, and they're getting showered, and they're eating their breakfast and doing all the getting the kids ready if you got kids and all that. I understand. Not everybody gets to hear everything i, I got to say about it. But uh, absolutely, I am 100% against this Democrat regime that's in power. All of them, 100% of the Democrats, whether their name is Manchin or whether their name is uh, Henry, Henry uh, Cuellar or whatever, I'm against them. Now, let me just mention this thing about Sarah Spivey real quick over at KSAC because they did a story on her. She wears a hearing aid. She's the cutest thing on television, short, blonde, all that kind of She's a cutie. And uh, she wears a hearing aid in one ear because she has moderate hearing loss in one ear. And she's looking forward to them going over the counter. Now, I've talked about this many times. It was something that Trump did in 2018 was okay, the hearing aids to go over the counter. Joe Biden, about a month ago, tried to claim uh, credit for it, and he had nothing to do with it. It's something Trump did in 2018. The FDA has approved it. We should see them start to hit uh, the shelves, over-the-counter hearing aids, sometime uh, next month. Um, I'm in total support of that. Hearing aids are way too expensive. Hearing aids should be like glasses. <laughs> and they should be covered by insurance companies like glasses, like dental procedures. Because as somebody who has suffered all of my life, I was born with hearing loss. And uh, and I, it's gotten worse over the years, primarily because of age, but also because of being around race cars and in radio and around guns and so on. Uh, although I try to protect my ears as much as I can, uh, I still have a significant amount of hearing loss. I was born that way, and it's just gone down over uh, downhill over time. But when you look at the cost of hearing aids, it's stupidity. When you're talking about anywhere between five, six, eight, ten, twelve thousand dollars for a pair of hearing aids, and insurance companies discriminate and they won't cover it like they will glasses or dental care or anything else. And it's just as important, if not more so, for you to be able to hear, not only for quality of life. I'm not even talking about quality of life. Yeah, I'm talking about all the other stuff that you do in your day-to-day. Jimmy's doing the driving signal. All the other things that you do day-to-day, if you can't hear well, it can be a dangerous situation to your health and the health of others. So insurance companies should be made to cover hearing devices. But I'm also glad that they're going to go over the counter. It was a great story. I'm, Elaine's going to invite her to be on the show, and I hope that she can so we can have a further discussion about this. Because it touches – here's the point about Sarah. How old is she, 20-something? Early, mid-20s? Something like that. You would never know because she's got her hair that covers her hearing aid and all that kind of stuff. She's in her 20s. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what age. People get glasses when they're two and three years old. So it doesn't matter what your age is. If you need them, get them, but they've been cost prohibitive up till now. And thanks again to Donald Trump and making them more affordable for the rest of us. Quick break. Trey Ware, KTSA. More than four decades and two Hall of Fames later, Trey Ware is still waking up Texas. Oh, it informs me, totally. This is the 550 KTSA Morning News with Trey Ware. Awesome talk in the morning. Now on FM 1071. (laughs) 
I'm never going to get tired of hearing that song. I just love that boogie. You know, the word is, is that he wrote this for number one that he's playing. That number one was his pride and joy. Do you know that? I heard stories about that yeah. years ago. Yeah. Pretty cool, huh? Not bad at all. And Jimmy's got number one, takes it on tour every once in a while. I was glad Justin got to see it before he passed away, you know. Right. Got to see number one. Yep. Used to be owned by Christopher Cross. It's Christopher sold yeah. Chris sold it. They keep it in Texas. And yeah, and it was uh it was at a store for about ten minutes. Stevie walked <laughs> in, called Stevie, said, Um, I think you want to play this and Stevie went down and played it and I'll take yeah. it. I'll yeah. take it right now. Uh, you've been around musicians your entire life. Mm-hmm. Have you ever noticed that sometimes, and oftentimes, guitars come with the best stories? Oh, guitar is the story. Yeah, if you're if, if you, you're a if, player, yeah. I mean, you you know you you'll it. see somebody who has a really good you know beautiful guitar. Oh yeah. And you ask them about it, and they'll say, "Well, I got it here, and before that, it belonged to so and so, and they got it while they were there. It's a beautiful." Thing. Well, see, it's a I very personal instrument. Yeah. Because it, you can pick up. Four or five. That's a Stratocaster. You can pick up four or five different Stratocasters, and they're going to feel completely different. You got to find and what works for you. When you find that yep. one, like he found with number one, yep. and then Charlie built a, a guitar called Charlie the White guitar that he plays. You've seen him play before. Mm-hmm. That was that was hand built by a friend of his named Charlie, who passed away uh, shortly thereafter making that guitar. When you find the one that fits you just right, and mm-hmm. and you can go through guitar techs know all this about the necks, and they they've got you know they they measure how far the strings are away in particular areas like seventh fret is this far away and all that kind of stuff when you find the one that fits you perfectly and remember stevie had gigantic hands his his hand wrapped all the way around the neck of that strat that's not easy to do he had big hands right guy clark has that song the guitar yeah and that song is perfect for what don's talking about yeah it's a very personal instrument and you're right i mean a lot of them have stories that just stay with them forever and these guys, if their guitars could talk, most of them would be in jail. So, <laughs> the things accused, of, seen. <laughs> accused of a lot of crimes, you know. Yep. But uh, and I love it. I you know I I can't play like I used to. Uh, you know I just my hands are all a mess and everything from football. But I I I still love picking it up every once in a while and strumming. Right. You know, three three chords in the truth, so that's all you need. Those poor guitars are guilt by association. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. <laughs> it's true, man. Accessories. Yeah, that's why you got to keep them in a case. Yeah, you do. You have to lock yeah. them up, man. So anyway, um, you know, uh, I just want to point something out, and this is one of the reasons I love you so much. Uh, you tell the truth behind these stories. So he's Don's over there talking about how these cities are receiving these illegal immigrants, and the national news media is portraying this as if Greg Abbott is sending it right to these smaller cities, right, sending these folks to these smaller cities. And Don breaks out a story. He says, no, they're being sent to Chicago, and Chicago is turning around and busting them out. Right. So thank you for doing that. Yeah. You know, it's the small suburbs that are in no way, shape, or form prepared to handle that. No. Of, no, but the way the so. national media is making it sound like is that Greg Abbott is sending it, putting these people right on top of these smaller suburbs, these smaller cities, smaller towns. And Well, uh, you know, any uh, here anybody with common sense with no greyhounds not going to run to, you know, corner chicago hello or so, whatever that is you know it's just right not gonna happen but see the problem is a lot of people that listen or watch the news media they don't have common sense well, you know there's <laughs> so what do you say people that have common sense would yeah, know that right. they just don't have common sense they're the uninformed well, well, you, you picked up on it right away I, I, <laughs> see <laughs> prove my point yeah <laughs> so anyway thank you for doing that because that that's a big it's a big frustration of mine as you know Right. I criticize ABC on our own station. I criticize the national news media all the time because they do a great disservice to the people of this country because they don't tell the whole story. Mm-hmm. They'll tell you just a little bit to make it seem, well, get their message across. They have a particular message they want to get across. And it, they leave out, they either omit particulars about a story or they'll even change the story. And I've caught them on CNN, I've caught them on MSNBC, and yes, I've caught our overnight guy here on ABC doing that, and not you. So thank you for, for being straight up about that. Yeah, my pleasure. So let me let me catch up on what's, what's going on with that. So Greg Abbott has been sending him to Washington, D.C., to New York City, and to Chicago. And w- what they're not telling you in the media, again, is that 
as Lori Lightfoot is receiving them, you know, she she likes to talk this game in Chicago about it being a huge sanctuary city and we're open da, 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 sanctuary, sanctuary, come on, sanctuary. But she's turning around and she's bussing them out to the smaller towns. This would be like bussing them to Shirts or Helotus or Bernie, places like that, okay? She's getting them out of Chicago as fast as possible. Why? Well, first of all, she doesn't want them there. You know, she looks down on people that are illegal aliens. She thinks they're a scourge on her uh, city that kills, what, 50 people on average a weekend in gun violence? Okay. So she thinks these people are a scourge, and they look bad, and they're going to be sleeping on the streets and all that. But here's the real reason, and this is why you listen to me. Because I dig and I find out. One of the real reasons that she wants them out of there, other than they don't look too nice and eh, I don't like her. Eh, eh, uh. No. They got their marathon, the Chicago Marathon, coming up October 9th. Can't have these people on the streets. Can't have them laying around with their tents like we have over here off San Pedro or like they do in Austin every five steps. Downtown San Antonio, right out front of the Contessa, Contessa Hotel, where they're laying around down there and throwing up on the street. I saw it. I saw him laying around over there. I know somebody who was there last weekend that saw him throwing up on the street. They can't have that in Chicago with the marathon going on. So they're sending them off. Meanwhile, I told you about Hayes County and the fentanyl deaths with teenagers up there. Floresville now reporting a sharp increase in the fentanyl deaths there. As long as Joe Biden and the Joe Biden administration, the Joe Biden Democrats continue to keep the border open and uncontrolled, the fentanyl is going to continue to come in here and kill our children. Over 100,000 have been killed so far this year by an open border policy from Joe Biden. Yes, those deaths are on Joe Biden. He could control that border. Now, you're not going to eradicate it from the streets totally and completely. But he's not controlling the border at all. And so fentanyl is coming in, and Floresville now, uh, Sergeant George Ortiz of the PD down in Floresville saying it's here. It can happen in Floresville, San Antonio, both can happen anytime, anywhere. That's right. Talk to your children. Talk to them. Let them know that they cannot trust anybody who gives them a Xanax, anybody who gives them a hydrocodone, anybody who gives them an aspirin. Tell them not to take it from them. The only people who can give them medication should be you as the parent you and tell your kid that over and over again don't mess around with this because they might be saying you know i just wanted an aspirin boom and they're dead or i thought it'd be cool to take a xanax at school bam and they're dead from fentanyl it's happening here in san antonio it's happening in floresville it's happening in hayes county it's happening everywhere it's all over the place and also at the border, something I've been telling you about for weeks, but Eagle Pass Fire Chief Manuel Mello III was talking about it again yesterday. They are in desperate need of more refrigerated trucks because of the dead people, the people who are drowning, coming across. At least on average one a day, 30 a month, he said it used to be maybe they would have 12 a year, maybe. Now they're having at least 30 a month. And our agents down there are risking their lives to go into water to save people's lives. This is the crisis that is going on. This crisis will continue as long as the Joe Biden Democrats are in office. If the Joe Biden Democrats are dispatched from office in November, there'll be an opportunity to control this border once again. But until that happens, our children will, be, will continue to die from fentanyl. I hate to put it that way so early in the morning, but I'm just telling you the truth. That's what I, I, I am pledged to tell you the truth. I'm dedicated to tell you the truth. And until the Joe Biden Democrats are run out of office and then him run out of office in 2024, this is going to continue to happen. We're not only going to need refrigerated trucks at the border to house and hold the dead bodies because there's so many of them they are piling up down there. We're also going to have fentanyl come in and make its way onto the streets and into the schools and kill our children. There must be a change in the regime in November and again in 2024 to protect our nation and the people who are trying to get into our nation. Quick break. More coming up. Trey Ware, KTSA, Stevens Roofing. What a great company Stevens is. 
you know, that you can trust them to do what's exactly right for your family and for your home. We have extreme weather around here. What do we have? Hot, you know, just weeks and weeks and weeks, hot and dry. And then all of a sudden we start getting these storms. Like Friday night, man, when it came through and the heavy rainfall and the high winds and all that kind of stuff, what a mess that was. Well, that's tough on these asphalt shingles over there. They can buckle, they can erode, they can peel off, they can delaminate. All kinds of stuff can happen to those to those shingles. You need a reliable roofer, somebody who can handle anything that the Texas weather is going to throw at it. And Stevens Roofing, since they're a local roofing company, they deal with the same weather and the same roofs and the same conditions that you deal with, so they get it. They understand it. At Stevens Roofing, they're ready to take care of your family. Stevens Roofing has your family covered. 210-785-0994. Are you ready? Friday night, right, Austin? No. It's later? When is it? I thought you said it was Friday night. Next Friday. Oh, it's next Friday. Okay. All right. The 23rd. Well, I might be able to make that. You should go. I should do that, shouldn't I? It's been a while since I've seen the boys. You should go. Yeah. Jimmy T should go. Elaine should go. Let's go. Everybody Let's all go together. Go. Right? Load up. We'll go in your uh, little electric car. <laughs> yeah. We'll all, we'll yeah. all shoehorn all in right. that puppy, man. Grease us up. Shove us in the door. All I know is this. If we're all going to pile in the back seat, Elaine sits on my lap because hey, hey. you guys are too heavy to sit on my lap. Well, now, wait a minute. I thought we had a special relationship, you and Well, me. you know, it's not that special. <laughs> Grease me up and shove me in the door. I'll ride <laughs> yeah. that. I will ride that car all the way to Austin. Yeah. It's in Austin, right? It is. Next Friday. Next Friday. We got uh, Michael Blue Blade this coming Saturday. And I'll just tell you real quick about him. I, I didn't care about him at first because I thought he was a Frank Sinatra wannabe. I thought, ah, that dude. But Nancy kept talking about him, and she loved listening to him. Right. So I said, I'm going to give him a shot. So years ago, I heard that he was coming uh, to the AT&T Center. A lot, I don't know how long ago it was, but 10 years, eight years. I don't know, years ago. So I, I, I bought tickets a year in advance. Right. And it, it just so happened to be on our anniversary. That's why I decided to take her on our anniversary. So I took her down there to see him, and he really put on a great show. And then when his son got sick, he won me over because he re- he quit traveling. Right. Backed off on his touring. Everything. Yeah. He said, I'm not doing anything. I'm going to focus on this child because that child is a gift from God. And I said, okay, mm-hmm. this is my man right now. So anyway, yeah. he, he'll be here Saturday night. I'm looking Excellent. forward to that one. Yeah. That'll be fun. Yeah. I mean, and that's going to be my concert going for the next year yeah you've gone to two <laughs> or in, a, ten, two or in ten one year, month ten years <laughs> two concerts every ten years don't hurt yourself there <laughs> fella yeah i'm getting a little strained aren't i yeah <laughs> you know, i was thinking i think it was yesterday my my son and my daughter are going to see iron maiden there you go up in austin tonight rock on and i wanted to go but i you know i have to be here tomorrow morning yeah. so um and we were talking about you know the number of shows we go to in any given year and i said i think i've been to more in the past year than I had in the five or six oh, prior. Yeah. You know, well, we to get left, them all because everybody went back out on tour this Sure, year, that's right. Yeah, everybody was locked up for a couple yeah, of years. I didn't want to miss anything. Well, when I when we left Pitbull the other night, I got in a car and I wasn't talking. And these friends of ours who were with us and Nancy, we got home and they were like, how come you didn't say anything? I said, couldn't I hear? Yeah. <laughs> you know, it takes a day or so to get the equilibrium back right. and so you can hear again. That, that happened to me at a Kansas concert. At Kansas? Ago. Yeah. All you Kansas. need is dust in the wind. Nah, man. How loud could they be? They were crazy loud I know. that night. Well, it we was, missed them a couple of weeks ago, yeah. remember? They were going to be out here at Real Life a couple you know, of weeks ago. Sometimes, they, you know, the bands will play in these large cavernous buildings uh-huh. that aren't really made for... Alamo Dome. Exactly. Not really made for that type of thing. Yep. So in order to cut back on the echo... <laughs> Just blasted. blasted really loud. Yeah. And I remember getting in the... I had my brother with me. We got in the car, and I'm like... Hey, it, am I talking in a? Do I have a lisp all of a sudden? <laughs> He's like, you know what? I, I think I have one as well. I mean, it blew the high end yeah. out of my hearing. Yeah, it was like left. probably like a day and a half before it finally came back. But yeah. well, Billy's turned it down a little bit, so that won't happen yeah. next Friday. But you know what? I He's only eighty yeah, years old. Exactly. So. <laughs> but sometimes you got to have it loud. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna tell you about. Uh, speaking of electric vehicles, Trans Secretary Pete Buttigieg is taking note of what they're doing in California, and he says nationally we need to move in the direction of electric vehicles i i want to say something about this real quick here uh and i'll get back to Buttigieg in a second because yesterday elon musk and i'm gonna have to paraphrase this because i don't have it in front of me tweeted years from now we're gonna look back on gasoline and diesel vehicles like people in our generation look back on steam engines uh he's probably right and i i want to make my position on electronic vehicles electric vehicles uh absolutely clear again i'm not opposed to it 
I know we're all going to end up in that, you know, in that place eventually. What I am opposed to is government mandate. And the way this government is doing it, the way Biden's administration and the folks who are in charge, the way that and the Democrats, the way that they engineered an energy crisis to force people over there and the way the governor of of all well, California and all these other states are doing this by saying we're just going to not allow gasoline or diesel powered vehicles to be sold anymore. And we're going to force everybody into electric vehicles, even though they don't have the infrastructure. They don't have the power grid. They come back and they tell people, don't charge your car because we don't have enough electricity for you to charge your car. That's asinine. stupid. It's just stupid the way that they're doing this. Let the free market decide as to whether or not people are going to get in these cars. And eventually people will get in these cars. Eventually it's going to happen. Now, don't be talking. And the other thing they talk about is how it's so much greater, better for the environment. It is not. It is not better for the environment. That is not an argument that can be made for electric vehicles. Uh, they're, they're strip mining countries right now, as we speak, to get the stuff that they need for the batteries. In fact, we, we, Don had the story yesterday that they're looking for a lithium hydroxychloride battery plant down around uh, Corpus Christi. So I started looking at that particular chemical makeup. It's dangerous for you. So it's not, it's not an improvement on what happens to the environment for us to be driving electric vehicles. It's not. Um, and, and it's going to really destroy a lot of who we are as a people in the United States because our freedom, our prosperity, everything about us has been built on gas, diesel, the, the oil and gas industry in this country. So they haven't figured out how to transition us into a place of freedom and prosperity and good standing yet, and they're forcing this on the American people. And that's totally wrong. Let the free market decide. And if I want to drive a gas-guzzling Harley that makes a lot of noise, then I should be allowed to do that. Don't outlaw it like they do in China, like they do in the communist countries. Don't outlaw those things. Allow them to exist in the free market of the Now, that's my position on it. And, and eventually, we may look back on gas and diesel vehicles like our generation looks back on, on steam engines. It could happen. That's a possibility. But Pete Buttigieg right now, you need to know what he's doing. He is reviewing the California ban on gas vehicles and is considering the same thing for a national federal ban after the midterms. They're not going to do anything, folks, until the midterms are over. They're going to keep everything the way it is. But once the midterms are over, you might see a national ban like what they just did in California. It's a real possibility. That's the way they're talking anyway. I want to tell you about Pecos Fence Company. My great friends at Pecos Fence Company handle great fencing. They do it for big pieces of property like a ranch or if you have a commercial piece of property, you want to protect your vehicles, protect your building. Yes, Pecos can do that for you. If you have a smaller piece of property, maybe it's your quarter acre here in town, they can, of course, build a beautiful fence for that. If you're looking for a fence for security purposes, might be a chain link with some razor wire at the top, I don't know, whatever it is you're looking for, then Pecos has the expertise and the greatest guys in the world to install that kind of fence as well. Now, what I've been telling you for you know decades that I've been talking about Pecos Fence is that you don't have to hire their guys to do the job. If you prefer to do the labor yourself and save the labor costs, then you can certainly do that with Pecos Fence Company, and they'll sell you all the materials that you need at Pecos Fence Company. Really great guys doing a great job. The best in Texas, that's Pecos Fence. 210-655-5656. Pat Benatar for you Tuesday. What is today? The 12th? 13th? 13th. All right, it's uh, 637 Treyware KTSA. I was just looking at this uh, report here from Breitbart. We, we talk a lot about the border, right? Okay, and all the various problems with having an open border and uh, not controlling it. We talked about the fentanyl deaths in Floresville, the, the amount of kids that are dying in Floresville, of all places. And we know they're dying in San Antonio. You're just not going to get any official numbers out of the regime here. But also up in uh, Hayes County, they were talking about that last week, how many kids have died in Hayes County. Having an open border, the fentanyl's just coming right on over. By, by the way, all this all this bum rush of all these people here, part of that is the plan to so overwhelm our authorities down there so they can get the fentanyl across because that's where they're making the majority of their money. Now, they're making a lot of money bringing people in here, that's for sure. But the majority of the money that they're making across the border is from the fentanyl that's coming in that's literally, 
literally destroying, killing a generation of people in the United States. Guys, listen, this is important stuff. A generation of people are being killed by this fentanyl crap. And there's police, you know, all over this country are screaming about this now. We've had two locations near San Antonio in the past week alone of police departments, now Floresville, Hayes County last week, screaming, saying, parents, talk to your kids about this. Tell them, do not even accept an aspirin from anybody other than me, from the parents, you know. I'm the only one that can give you as much as an aspirin, sweetheart, because you have no idea what's in the medicine, what, whatever. You have no idea what's in it. We had the story of the 13-year-old. I believe it was California. 13-year-old takes a bunch of it to school, and the school official who encounters the 13-year-old breathes it in, boom, ODs from breathing the dust off of this stuff. That's how bad this stuff is. But here's another story from Breitbart this morning. Man accused of beheading woman. We, we've we been talking about this story. I talked about it yesterday. Warren Ryma talked about it yesterday as well. Man accused of beheading a woman. This is out in California. They found her body in the street. San Carlos, California. He's an illegal alien. Came across the border. Previously convicted of child rape. Back in the United States. Jose Rafael Solano Landietta, 33. Arrested and charged after San Mateo County Sheriff's Office said he beheaded, beheaded his ex-girlfriend, 27-year-old Karina Castro, outside her apartment building. Police said Landietta decapitated Castro with a samurai sword. The mother of two young daughters, a seven-year-old and a one-year-old. Family started a GoFundMe for her two daughters, by the way. According to the San Mateo Observer, Landietta, an illegal alien, living in the United States for years with a criminal record without having been deported. Immigration sources confirmed suspect uh, beheaded who beheaded a 27-year-old mother of two in San Carlos, September 8th, in the country illegally from Venezuela, entered the country on a tourist visa 10 years ago, and just like the 19 hijackers on 9-11 overstayed, seven of those 19 overstayed his visa. If we don't get this under control, if we don't do something about this between the drugs that are killing our children and these illegal aliens who are convicted of other crimes are killing other people here, we're nuts if we don't do something about this. And the thing that we can do about it, you and I can do about it, we've got November coming, and there's got to be the hunt for red November. It has to be huge. The Democrats have caused this. The Democrats are allowing this. The Democrats refuse to do anything about it. In fact, the, the, the head of the Democrats, Joe Biden and Kamala Harris, say the border is under control. Kamala Harris said it Sunday when Chuck Todd asked her, is the border control? Of course we have a secure controlled border. Absolutely we have a secure controlled border. And anything that's wrong in the border is Donald Trump's fault. This is that psychosis that I talk about where Donald Trump is involved. Now, on another story that's making news headlines this morning, been telling you about how major credit card companies, and they're all about to do it. Visa just announced over the weekend that they're doing it, and then the others are about to do it, American Express, uh, all the others are about to start coding purchases for guns and ammo. Now, all this does, what this is doing, is creating a national firearm registration, something that, uh, we, as a nation, we have been opposed to forever. But what's happened now is Democrats, like Elizabeth Warren and Joe Biden and other Democrats, the Democrats have been blaming the credit card companies for the shootings in America because people would use a credit card to go in and buy a gun. And so it's their fault. It's on Visa's head. It's on MasterCard. It's on American Express. All, all those companies are responsible. You know, just like the car companies obviously are responsible when somebody gets in a car and kills somebody while driving drunk, the credit card companies are responsible when somebody buys a gun using their credit card. Well, the credit card companies are caving left and right to this because they don't want that on their head. They don't want to, first of all, they don't want to be sued by the families of somebody who's a victim of these uh, these shootings. And second of all, they don't want the bad publicity for their credit card company. They want it to be all rosy and happy. When you're doing business with Visa, you're doing business with the greatest people on the planet. And so the credit card companies have decided, okay, we're going to go ahead and code gun and ammo purchases as just that. Well, that's a federal, that's a national database. So 
The only way to get around it, all cash purchases. Anytime you're going to buy a weapon, anytime you're going to buy ammo, use cash. In fact, it wouldn't be a half bad idea <laughs> if I could just make a suggestion humbly to you to go back to using cash as much as you can on a lot of various things for that exact reason so that there is not a database, so there is not a trail of what you're buying, when you're buying, how you're buying, where you're buying, et cetera. Now, eventually they're going to remove cash as an option. Eventually that's going to happen because they have to know what you're doing at all moments. Uh, but right now, particularly when it comes to guns and ammo and things of that nature, if you're making gun purchases, if you're making ammo purchases, do it all in cash. That's just my recommendation to you. Otherwise, otherwise they're going to know what you got, how much you got. They're going to know everything about your gun purchase. They're going to know everything about your ammo purchase. And it will be used against you. Keep in mind that as they call you a threat to the nation, they have to remove the threats. And uh, they have to know what they're going to be up against in order to remove the threats. Now, this is all, it sounds like tenfold hat, Alex Jones type stuff, but it's really not, guys. This is not dark web QAnon, none of that. This is the real deal as far as what's happening to us in our own country, the free United States of America. There's only one reason that they have put pressure on Visa and MasterCard and American Express and all those to code gun and ammo purchases specifically as a gun and ammo purchase. There's only one reason for that, and that's to have a national registry of gun owners in America. That's the only reason to do it without having to formally pass it through Congress and make a national registry because they know they can't get that done. They'll just have the credit card companies do it for them. Just like Amazon tracks all the purchases and listens to you if you have an Alexa device or whatever. So this is something that they're doing that's really, uh, it's sinister. It really is evil. It fits the evil Democrat description perfectly. But it's something we can do something about, and that is to pay cash for these items as well. Quick break. More in just a minute. Trey Ware, KTSA, from my friends at Laurel Ridge Treatment Center. You know hope never gives up. That's the best four-letter word ever, ever created. Hope. Laurel Ridge Treatment Center's most often heard mantra when treating children and adolescents is hope never gives up. Laurel Ridge has both inpatient and day treatment options for your child or adolescents who uh, might be struggling with behavioral health issues. And they strive at Laurel Ridge to restore that hope to every child that crosses their threshold. Now, Laurel Ridge is a trusted treatment option. They offer hope to the families of San Antonio and South Texas. And they've been here doing it since 1987. I hope you'll call Laurel Ridge today at 210-491-3591. They'll set up a no-cost assessment to determine the level of care that's going to most benefit your child. Their outpatient day treatment services allow patients to receive treatment during the day and return home to normal family life in the evening. And Laurel Ridge offers free assessments 24 hours a day, seven days a week. So if your child or your adolescent needs help, here's that number for Laurel Ridge, 210-491-3591. Morning News with Trey Ware appear courtesy of the Stevens Roofing Newsmaker Hotline. your money for nothing and your chicks for free <laughs> yeah 652 staring at those red brake lights this morning i know but it's gonna got tuesday whipped tuesday's gonna be done before you know it so who said i really love how blm and others have put defund the police up front who said that? Who supports defund the police? And who supports BLM and the other organizations who have made defund the police their big push? Who said that? All right, hang on just a minute. I'm going to tell you who it was. So Iowa Republican Senator Joni Ernst, I like this idea. So out in California, with all the heat wave and everything, if you remember in California, they've been talking about raising the um, – thermostats up to 78 and and then of course in colorado the colorado power company actually took over the thermostats of people and raised their thermostat on them and people didn't have a choice they just did it well in california the legislature out there is is trying to pass a law they call it the california assembly trying to pass a law that would empower them to force people and take control of people's thermostats to raise it right so i am a republican senator Joni. Uh, Ernst, you've heard of her before, 
has filed the lead-by-example law, which would require Congress in D.C. to turn up the thermostat to 78 and above as leading by example, because the the you know the men and women in D.C. are t- talking about how great it is that California is doing this, how wonderful it is that California is forcing their people to you know live in 78 degree and above, how wonderful it is that California is forcing them to buy electric vehicles and all that. So her idea is, okay, if you want to do this, then you lead by example in D.C., and we're going to have a law that's going to force Congress to lead by example on this issue. Well, wouldn't it be a great idea if Congress had a lead-by-example law on every law that they pass that we have to live under? Wouldn't it be wonderful if they had the lead-by-example law on everything where they had to live under the law that they create that forces us to live, that we have to live under, that they have to live under the same law for a year, a solid year, before it takes effect on us. What a great idea. So that's not in the law that she's proposing. It's just my, my idea that, uh, you know, based on the lead-by-example law, they ought to lead-by-example on all the laws that they pass in D.C. and they put on us. Because here's what they do in Congress. They pass those laws and they exempt themselves. Like they were exempted from Obamacare because they got their own policy and they don't have to do anything with Obamacare. And they, Most of the laws they're exempted from if they're members of Congress. No. It ought to be the opposite. They should have to suffer the penalty of the laws that they pass on us for a solid year. I'm talking about personally suffer, not not pay from their congressional funds, but personally have to live under the law to see what that law, what kind of impact that law would have on the American citizens for a solid year before it ever takes effect on us. In Connecticut, a teacher's worksheet enraging parents there. A worksheet provided by an English teacher in Southington High School on the first day of school addressing political, gender, and racial issues. The reason I point this out is this is not the first place or the only place that they're doing it. Vocabulary items that appeared on the worksheet include the terms white privilege, indigenous peoples, transgender, institutional racism, gender pronouns, the term Latinx, as well as other controversial issues. The worksheet handed out by the teacher shows how those terms to be used are to be used in writing and includes definitions and proper ways to include those terms in their writing in that classroom. Specifically about systemic racism, saying to the children, racism is a systemic issue. If you look the other way or deny these systems exist, if you deny systemic racism, you are a part of the problem. You are a racist. Be involved in your child's education. Know what is being handed to them in the public schools. Follow up and pay close attention because this kind of thing is all over America, and, yes, it is here. People have sent me uh, handouts that their students have received as they go back to school, and this kind of thing is in San Antonio as well and the surrounding area. So be on top of what your kids are being taught. Okay, so before the top of the hour break, where and Ryman coming up, who said? I really love how BLM and others have put defund the police up front, front and center. Who said that? In support for defund the police. Little Bobby O'Rourke. Robert Francis Beto O'Rourke. He said that. So when you're making your decision in November for the governor of Texas, keep in mind one vote for him from you means support to defund the police, which means chaos and crime on the rise in the streets of Texas. Back in just a minute. Yeah, that's right. Back in just a minute with Warren Rima coming up, KTSA.